listening to what the next right thing is and then trying it is what led me to each step. But right now I'm doing the best right thing for me. Welcome to The Compassionate Creative, the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion, authenticity, and integrity. I'm your host, Charlene Dinger, a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello again, my lovely listener. It has been a little while. I'm so excited to be back with a guest episode today. I feel like you heard enough from me in episode 50. Um, That was me celebrating 50 episodes. I did a solo episode. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, please make sure you go have a listen. Today, I am back with a beautiful guest, Sherry Saganor. Sherry is an audiobook narrator and producer and a voiceover artist. And she really goes into her entire journey of how she got to where she is today. Um, It was a really beautiful conversation. We talked a lot, again, about her journey. Uh, The word clarity comes up a lot in this particular episode. We're talking a lot about finding our clearest, most authentic voice. And Sherry just shares so many beautiful experiences um, all about sort of the different uh, closed doors Um, the different ways that she has had to sort of grieve or let go of things that she thought she wanted, which were so integral to her journey in becoming um, an audiobook narrator and producer and artist. So let's get right into it. Here we go with Sherry Saginor. So today I want to welcome my guest, Sherry, to the podcast. Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Charlene. I'm delighted to be here and talk to you. Me too. So we had the opportunity to kind of meet really briefly before our chat. And uh, we've just spent the last few minutes just getting our getting our audio correct. And, you know, we were just saying like, such is life, right? Sometimes it's not going to be as perfect as you, as you want it to be. You're like, you can be as prepared as you want to be. Um, but sometimes I feel like it doesn't always land exactly where you want it to be, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's okay. We have to leave space for that. And I'm just happy to be here with you. So welcome. Thank you again. And I think you've modeled that sort of flexibility and openness today. I really (laughs) appreciate that. And we are certainly here rare and to go. So, um, so thank you again for inviting me. Yeah, of course. So I always like to start with, uh, the same question for all of my guests before we kind of dive into all of the lovely work that you do. So that is, how have you shown yourself compassion today? Uh, let's see. I normally meditate twi- twice a day for 20 minutes. And today I was up, I was rushed. Um, 
and at least for the first part of the morning. And I said, I can either skip this or I can be kind to myself, recognize what gets me focused. And um, I did it. I, I did my meditation. Nice. And so that I think that involved a, a, a compassion toward myself, taking care of myself, which I normally, I mean, which I sometimes in the past would not have done. So lovely. So lovely. I, I am a meditator as well. Try to do that in the mornings. And I always say this, like, I definitely feel it when I skip it. I absolutely notice it when I skip it. Um, I don't feel as grounded. I don't feel as connected. So I think it's really nice that you, that you made that choice. And and recently I was talking to someone as well and um, same sort of idea, like also making the choice to maybe um, skip those practices or maybe, you know, it's like a workout and it's like making sure also that you're not like forcing that I think is, is the other side of the coin for that too. But I can certainly relate to, you know, knowing what it feels like to not have that, that regular practice and not sort of connect to yourself in that way. So I think that's a really lovely way to show yourself compassion twice a day for 20 minutes. That's a lot. I do transcendental meditation. That's the practice. It's the one where you say that you you have a mantra and you say it, you basically close your eyes and you say them, repeat the mantra in your mind. And it's a, it's very, um, Ben, it's very rewarding Mm. and that I totally get what you're saying about the focus. When you, when you don't do it, you don't have the clarity of mind that you would have. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yes, it's a commitment, but it really sets the tone for the day. And then the eve, I do it again in the evening. That's the second 20 minutes when I don't do that, when I don't show myself the compassion to say, you need this, then it affects my evening too. So I completely mm-hmm. relate to what you're yes, saying. Yes, yes, totally. And I love, um, I love that word clarity. I feel like that is, I feel like that's going to come up a lot. That was something when I was sort of, you know, um, preparing for this clarity was a word that came up a lot for me as I was, you know, going through some of your work. So I love that you mentioned that because I think there is that that element, right. Of, you know, grounding yourself, connecting to yourself, understanding what it is that you need to accomplish, you know, that day, that week, um, what your goals are for the month and having the clarity of, of, of those things, um, in order to then like show up, you know, show up as, as best as you can. So that's wonderful. Thank you. So Sherry, you are, well, you have had like a very diverse career, really. Um, at this point in time, I will say you are an audiobook narrator, a producer of audiobooks, and um, a voiceover artist. And so I love this theme of using your voice. I really love that theme um, as it weaves throughout all of your work, really. Um, And, you know, I say that like now you're an audiobook narrator because you have had such a, a diverse career, but all of it has sort of been based around, uh, 
using your voice. Um, and so I'd love for you to just kind of share a little bit about that, that journey, you know, a uh, professional singer in your twenties, you went from that into like high tech sales in your thirties, like huge jump there, freelance freelance speechwriter, and now you, you know, produce and narrate audiobooks. So, um, you know, I would love to hear a little bit about what that journey is and how you kind of stayed within this theme of really using your voice, really sharing your voice. Well, I am impressed with how well prepared you are because you just <laughs> laid it out um, clearly again and succinctly. And that's right. Also the, excuse me, also the through line that you mentioned is definitely having used my voice. Um, so that means that I went to school, um, at Berkeley college of music and, uh, studied vocal performance and also, uh, also composition. And when I left Berkeley, I was a professional musician. And that means that I sang, I did some studio work. I stayed in Boston. Uh, I chose to stay in Boston, but the problem is there's not as much work in Boston. There's an interesting thing that happens when you're a professional singer. You can make a living somewhere other than New York or LA, mm -hmm. but there are limits. It doesn't matter because what I learned from Berkeley was that I didn't want to be like a pop star. Okay. And so as a, as a person in my twenties, I got this degree and I, I was a working musician. And as I said, I did some studio work. Um, but my bread and butter was, um, it was being in a general business band. So I, worked, I sang weddings, weddings and bar mitzvahs and corporate parties. And I can tell you, Charlene, after so many years of that, you can only endure singing YMCA to a group <laughs> of drunk wedding guests at one in the morning before you say, I'm tired of living hand to mouth. Fair. So that leads to the second thing I did. Uh, and one of the things that you stress in your in your work and one of the themes you do is a uh, that I like so much is that you encourage people to be purposeful in the choices that they make about their career even if they're even if it's fuzzy and so i demonstrated that when i decided i was tired of living hand to mouth and wanted to try something else i wanted a salary Mm -hmm. with benefits. And I was just going to see what it was like. Mm -hmm. So I got a job as a, a, in support staff at a high tech company. And when I went in, I said, okay, look, I'm going to enjoy the support staff, but I want to use my voice in front of people. So my goal is to be in sales, sales presentations. And he said, sure, honey, sure, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he left and a year later I was in sales. So again, knowing what you want and even when you're scared asking for it. So mm -hmm. that's what I did next. And you mentioned that I was in high tech sales for, uh, for 
a number of years. And then I had my second child and said, this is not, this is not going to work. The traveling Mm. isn't going to work anymore. The pressure isn't going to work anymore. Oh, and the company was imploding too. So (sighs) it's now defunct. It's no longer, no longer exists. So fortunately I got out before it imploded and it was, it was, it was a wonderful experience. Okay. So next. So, but again, using my voice, I made presentations in front of people, worked on a team and really loved that job. Mm-hmm. So I spent, so now I'm at home with my uh, two young children and I say, I want to start a business. And there's a really interesting story that you might like about how I decided, right? How did I decide to go from high-tech sales to speechwriter? Mm-hmm. There was a book on my shelf that was that I'd read a number of years before then. And it was called, um, it was called the professional speech writers manual. And I had just read it. I was interested. I'd, I'd studied writing in school and this book jumped out at me Hmm. on the bookshelf. And I said, Hmm. And I Googled how to be a freelance speech writer. (laughs) And this name came up. It was an article by this this man named um, Colin, who's Canadian, and he wrote an article, How to Be a Freelance Speechwriter. So I loved the article and I reached out to this man. I said, tell me about your work. How do I get into this? Who do I contact? How do I learn best practices? And over the next year, he became a wonderful mentor. And I founded a speech writing business and was at it for six, almost seven years. And so at this point, I'm capturing the voice of others. And through speech writing, um, they're telling their stories there. But it's hard to imagine. I didn't have to speak for them. I just created the words. Mm -hmm. And that was really rewarding. And I learned how to run a business. I learned how to work for myself. And, but again, using your voice in different ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm almost done. (laughs) I love it. I'm on the ride with you. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm humming along. It's hard to work for yourself. I mean, we can talk about the rises and the falls and, you know, I'm saying it linear, this is not a linear story. It was hard. It's hard to build your own business, but uh, COVID hit. And you can imagine that not many people are hiring freelancers to write conference speeches and keynote addresses. Mm -hmm. They're not speaking before live audiences. Anywhere, anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so the work dried up and I was doing, that's what I was doing mostly writing for corporate executives and nonprofit leaders, all kinds of ceremonial remarks, but mostly keynotes delivered at conferences. So I'm sitting during COVID and saying, I got to pivot somehow. Right. So again, really deliberately sat down and thought, how can I what do I really want to do? I've done all these different things, loved everything, but what's the biggest alignment? How that's, you know, the thing was after a while, the speech writing really wasn't that it wasn't fun. I said, Mm. what's going to be fun. And audiobook narration seemed like a great fit. I had studied music and I had studied engineering and I, 
over mostly over COVID, I built a, a studio in my house and I learned best practices. I found some great coaches and mentors and uh, launched this business. And it's been so much fun. So I'll say like the point of this is not just my hopefully sort of interesting story of the journey. Everything that I did was the right thing to do at the time, but it led me to this place where I'm most enjoying doing all my skills. I love it. It's fun. That. It's rewarding. I get to run my own business. I get to use my voice. I, I get the fulfillment of creating a product, an audiobook. And so I'm really happy right now. And I'm happy, I'm eager to share whatever your audience wants to hear about any, any piece of it or anything. Yeah. Thank you I, for your patience listening. That oh was my gosh. Very no, long. I love that. And I think, I think it is really important to hear about, to hear about the journey. Like, you know, we don't, you know, we don't just kind of get to the place that we are and say, I'm really happy where I am without what has happened before. Right. And I love to speak to creatives such as yourself that have had so many different experiences, but in everything that you have done, you know, like I said, there is this through line of using your voice, but you wouldn't be where you are today had you not had all of those experiences, had you not kind of gone through um, all of those, those different, you know, work environments, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't have been able to understand like, okay, this isn't the right thing for me anymore at the, the, the high tech sales job, right? Like understanding yourself and knowing what it is that you need is all a part of that in, in creating the life that you want, right. In create, in creating, um, an authentic life in creating something that is yours. Like now you're, you're doing it on your own. This is your business and you can make it whatever you want, right? Like you can create your own schedule. You've got your recording studio, you're using your voice. Um, and along the way, there's been all of these beautiful lessons. There's been all of these different teachers and mentors that it's like, I have this visual of like, you know, like a jug or like a flower pot or something. And it's like all of these experiences are just kind of adding to that. Right. And, and now you have this like beautiful creation that is just free to flourish and blossom. Um, so I think it's really important. You know, I love hearing about people's stories and, and all of the experiences. So I thank you for sharing that. Um, and I think there's a lot, I think there is like so much to, to take from that too, because again, you know, it, it very much always comes back to your self-awareness, learning about yourself, the journey to learning about yourself and understanding your needs your desires, how are you going to fulfill those things? So I think it's really interesting that you gave this, this, you know, executive job, um, a shot. And like, it's so funny because there's always that, that idea of like, I want a salary. This is going to give me stability. Um, you know, I want to know what that, what those benefits are like. Like, I think this is just like always a theme for artists, for, for creatives. Um, what was, what was that transition like 
And then coming from that to go back to, you know, freelancing and working for yourself, what was that kind of transition like between, between those jobs? You said something a minute ago, you said self-awareness and that is so important. The transition from professional singer to high tech sales was definitely a big jump. Mm -hmm. And what I did was sit down. I saw briefly, I saw a career counselor okay. who said, you know, it, you clearly don't want to be a singer on stage. Hmm. So part, the first part of the transition was realizing that, oh my gosh, I spent so much money putting myself through music school to learn that I didn't want to be a singer. Mm -hmm. And there was pain in that. There was grief in that. Totally. And there, it took time to have an acceptance of that and to be kind to myself, compassionate about this is not a failure. This is a learning experience that's going to get me to the next place. So that's sort of where I went. So when I was there, I said, okay, you've got certain goals. You do want more stability. You want to see what it's like to have a corporate job uh, and all the pros and the cons of that. Mm -hmm. And so again, the self-awareness piece, I, I've, I found a book called high-tech careers or something like high-tech careers, or was something like high-tech careers for high-tech jobs for like artists or for non-tech people. Mm. So it, it, it spoke to me. And so I chose what I honed down, not just from that book, from a, but from a lot of journaling, a lot of really hard questions that sometimes were, were difficult to answer. Sometimes it was hard to be honest with myself, mm. but what emerged from that going inside trusting the, really the creative part of myself to give me the right answers. Uh, what came of that was, well, I'm interested in networking. I look back now and realize it wasn't such a big leap because of the through line of the voice. Um, I was able to find my way circuitously using my transferable skills in a job that I could try out and see. It's all about understanding those skills and understanding what it is that you have to offer. You know, I often speak to, because this is something that I feel like, you know, I also have is like all these, I, I like to say, like, you have all of these different hats, right? Like you have the, the singer hat, you've got like the sales hat, you, you know, you're like producer, um, narrator It's you have all of these different hats on, but like, that's okay. You know? And I think it's so beautiful to be able to pull all of those skills together. And then it kind of feels like, now it's like in this, this like beautifully wrapped up package of something that you have created, something that you have made for yourself, again, within all of those experiences and all of those skills. I love that. Um, and something that, again, I keep coming back to this word because 
on your website, uh, there's three words right at the, the, the top of the website. And that's clear, vibrant, confident. And I love that. Like, whoa, you know, I'm like, okay, these are, these are big words. Um, but I think they're really important, especially for creatives, especially for people that are putting their voices out, right? Because you physically use your voice, um, obviously with artists, with any type of creative, you are using your voice through whatever platform it is that, you know, you are using to create. And so I wonder, Sherry, if you can speak to how artists can really tune into or tap into um, the clarity of their voice. You know, I think we, we talk a lot about like finding your voice, you know, you need to find what it is that, that is authentic to you, finding your authentic voice. So once we understand what that is, how do we then find the clarity in that? And how do we clearly communicate that to our audiences? That's great. That's a wonderful question. So fortunately for myself and for, I hope your listeners, the answer is not ethereal or magical to my story. It's not, it's not a magic wand. It's not inaccessible. So here's, here's how I came up with clear, vibrant, and confident. Mm -hmm. It was a branding exercise. And when I came to this branding exercise, I, I know that branding is a super hot word. Now there, it's an entire, there are industries built up around branding, but because I'd been a speech writer and was a little, I was skeptical, skeptical of jargon and of fads, I was really reticent about the whole branding exercise, but, uh, I had, um, I had again, another mentor, a teacher who said, you know, audiobook narration is showbiz adjacent, mm -hmm. you know, it's so, so branding is a piece of that. And so lit literally to get those three words, uh, he had me list a bunch of adjectives and he was, he focused it pretty clearly on, we're talking about what you as a, a an audiobook narrator, as a voice, as a performer in this medium, what is it that's unique that you bring? Mm -hmm. So I wrote down and he, he encouraged me to write down as many words as I could co come up with, whether they mattered or not. Then I, he had me email all my friends and say, when you hear my voice um, and you think about my personality, what do you, what comes to mind? So with the, my personal exercise and then these personal exercises, I got I don't, maybe a close to a hundred words, but I had this list. And then he said, okay, what speaks to you the most? What do people say the most? Like, what are the commonalities that other people are saying? Collate those and look at them. Do they resonate mm -hmm. with you? And that was the exercise I did to come up with those three mm -hmm. words. Um, uh, whatever. Now I'm like, 
clear, vibrant yes, confidence. Yes. And my narration yes. sort of affects that. And from that exercise came the rest of the branding. So when I designed my website, I said to the designer, okay, I've got these three words. When I met with the photographer, I said, here's the branding. Um, so she, she put that into the types of photography that she did, the wardrobe that she put on me. Um, and so that's it. So the, one of the points I'm making is that's not the only way to, to get there by any chance, by any means, but again, it was deliberate. It was measured. It was thoughtful and it was on the heels of, some really, some soul searching, some soul searching. Mm-hmm. I love that. So. And it comes right back to that self-awareness. It comes right back to that connection as it often does, you know, within these conversations, we often like loop back to this idea of what is important to you, what is authentic to you, what makes you feel centered? How are you going to step out into the world with that most authentic voice? Which again, is why I always like to pose the first question, you know, how is it that you've shown yourself compassion? What are you doing for yourself? Because I think it's so important that we as creatives understand ourselves um, in order to, to show up and, and be able to be really thoughtful, really mindful, really purposeful about what it is that we're putting out. And, you know, all of that can change too. Like we are allowed to evolve. We are allowed to grow. We are allowed to, um, veer from those things. Right. But I think like those, those words seem like this, like really sturdy anchor for, for your messaging and, and who you are as a creative, as an artist. Um, so I actually wanted to piggyback actually on something that you said. Um, and I really want to emphasize too, that it's not, it's not that I, when I went to, when I decided to go to music school, I did not know if I wanted to do mm-hmm. this. And I said, I'm going to try it and see. And the thing when I just, when I went to music school, when I was a singer, when I was in sales, all the, when I was all through the different phases, the way that I got there was not asking myself what, not even like, what is my huge purpose in life because at 20, I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure. And I think most people at 20 aren't sure. So instead I asked myself, what is the next right thing to do? Mm -hmm. That's it. Just what's the next right thing to do. And -hmm. when that answer came, call it tuition, call it whatever you want, you know, a spiritual presence, inner voice, whatever, listening, to what the next right thing is, and then trying it is what led me to each step. I was never a person who could say, where do you want to be in 20 years? Because I simply didn't know. I still don't. But right now I'm doing the best right thing for me. And that's how, when I look back and think, oh my God, why did I, not why did I do that? But when I look back and I think, how, how could that have been the right thing to do? I know because it was the right thing to do at the time.
that's big. That's like, that just hit me. And I'm just letting it kind of permeate a little bit and like land because that is such a beautiful way of explaining that. Like, what is the next right thing for me? It, it just allows for that space. It allows for freedom of expression, freedom of exploration, freedom to, you know, again, like reflect, like reflect on what it is, like, what is it that I need right now? What, right. And, and I think that's the key is like right now. I love that. Um, because as much as you can try to plan much like today, you know, we tried to set up all of our audio perfectly so we could get it, you know, exactly the way that we want it to be. Sometimes, life gets in the way and that's okay. It's like, how are you going to roll with that? Right. But it's like, how, 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 how much planning can you actually do sit in the moment, be in that moment, understand what it is that you need right now. I think a lot of, um, artists, creatives can certainly relate to that. Part of my journey was not going to university or college. I chose to not do the post-secondary education. And I packed up my bags and flew to the UK and ended up there for seven years. Literally no idea what was going to happen when I got there. Had sort of the plan to go over there, work as a dancer, you know, teach and all of that unfolded but it was very loose. It was very, there were not a lot of plans in place, Um, but it ended up being the right thing for me in that moment. And looking back, there is no way I could have planned for that. There is absolutely no way that I would have said, oh yeah, I'm just going to go to Europe and stay there for seven years. And if I hadn't had that experience, complete, like I would be a 100% a completely different person right now. I don't know where I would be right now, but those experiences, those relationships that I've created, um, those all shaped me, those all formed what it is that, you know, I, I do now. And so it's really interesting. I think it's a really, really beautiful way to, um, be accepting of, what it is that you, that you want to explore and what it is that you want to express and create. So that was so lovely. Thank you for sharing that. You said something so interesting. You said accepting, and it, it makes me think about, I, I, I also want to throw in there this element of accepting your limitations. Mm. Because when you hear my story, it sounds like, oh, she did something interesting. And then, oh, she did something else. And, but like you, each step that I took closed a different door. And so here I I was, for example, in basically rock and roll school, you know, where, where the singers all want to be stars Mm. or they, they want to do this for a living. And it was, hard for me to, to let that go, to say, no, this is, this is not, I'm not going to go to New York. Mm -hmm. And now do I want to try to make some money doing Mm -hmm. this? And 
So there was, there's, there's grief mm-hmm. in that. And there's ex- an acceptance of what you think you want to, what, what you think you should be doing with your life and what your heart is telling you is actually who you are. Um, it was the same thing with the sales job. Mm-hmm. So I was in that, it, 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 it's more complicated than just the, the, the company imploded and I had a second child. I mean, you know, the details of that are that I had, I, it was too much. Mm-hmm. I had my second child and it was really hard to come to terms with the fact that doing this job, this professional job and raising both of my children was too much for me to handle. Mm. I, and it was when I was able to accept that I can either do both jobs mediocre Mm. or choose one that I can choose one of the situations that I can really give my all and figure out another way within that to make a living Mm -hmm. uh, that I felt some relief. So my point is it's, it's hard. There are hard choices. Mm -hmm. There are truths that emerge about yourself that you may not want to look at, but when I was able to, it, it opened up other doors that were more, ultimately more satisfying. Mm, Yes. And I think that's really beautiful. And I, and, and again, it's, it's listening to yourself, listening to, listening to that gut, you know, that gut feeling. Um, I, I really love that there's also this, this element of the acceptance of like the grief part of it, because that's, that's a major part, right. That sometimes we, we tend to kind of skip over because that, that's, those are the difficult parts, right? Like, what is it that I am potentially going to miss out on? What is it, you know, who am I going to miss connecting with? Um, you know, what am I going to miss about doing this type of work? And uh, there's certainly those, those elements that, that make it difficult. And again, it's like, that's, that's part of the ride. That's part of the journey to, of that exploration to what it is that you truly need. Um, And, you know, I'm, I'm not a mother myself. I see my sister with her little one. So I completely understand like that in itself is a full-time job. So let's acknowledge that too, because to be a mom, to be a full-time parent and to run your own business and to continuously be working on yourself is not an easy task. So I completely acknowledge that and honor that. And I really, really appreciate you. So thank you so much for sharing of yourself today, Sherry. Um, I, I have one more kind of bigger question for you. And then I like to close with a lightning round if you're, if you're okay. up for it. Oh yeah. So through the journey, Sherry, and all of the things that you have have learned in all of the truths that you have, you know, come to realize through 
the grief, through all of the experiences, um, through this sort of uh, mission of staying true to your voice as an artist. Uh, what does being a compassionate creative mean to you? It has meant different things at different points in my life. So being compassionate, being a compassionate creative as a singer meant, it meant loving those drunk YMCA <laughs> um, dancing wedding guests. It meant loving myself, even though I was miserable singing those songs for the hundredth time. Um, as a mother, it's meant be, ma, raising a child is a creative endeavor. Mm -hmm. It's also one big improvisation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really is. It's one big improvisation. Oh, and, and as an aside, I wanted to say, yes, thank you for acknowledging it's hard to be a mother and a job. But my, my um, larger point about giving up and yours, about giving up what's um, closing doors and grieving what might have been. Mm -hmm. That's not just motherhood. That can be caring for, mm -hmm. you know, that can be having an illness. Mm -hmm. I have an illness, or if you have an illness, um, how is that going to limit me? Mm -hmm. If I'm caring for a sick parent, mm -hmm. how is that going to limit, limit me? Mm -hmm. If I, if there are doors closing in my face for reasons that have absolutely nothing to do with my quality as a person, um, how can I be, how can I keep going? There's a compassion in mm -hmm. that. And today, honestly, being a compassionate creative is about enjoying where I am, mm -hmm. letting myself enjoy where I am. We started the conversation talking about meditation. And one of the gifts of meditation is that it helps you it's a practice that's about being in the present moment, not just when you're meditating, but outside. And that's something I still struggle with. I, I have to remember to look around me and see where I am in a space rather than just being in my head. The cliche is you got to smell the flowers. It's, and that is true. It's you have to stop and, and smell the flowers, but it's deeper mm -hmm. than that. It's really about being taking enough time. Yeah. Again, this is the compassion piece, taking enough time to let the artistry of the world reveal itself mm -hmm. to you. Ooh. So mm -hmm. it's been different things at different times. And that's what it is right Love now. Love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So beautifully shared. Again, you know, with such clarity, I think there's there's a real thoughtfulness behind uh, your words and what you've shared with us today, and I I really really appreciate that. Um, so we'll get into our lightning round before I let you go. Quick answers. <laughs> this is the quick answers part. Long answers followed by I, quick I answers. I say this because I go I go oh this is the lightning round, but then you know, they're, they're not really lightning questions. Like they are very, they, they can be quite thought provoking. So if you feel like you need to give us chunkier answers, please feel free. 
All right. All right. We'll see what happens. Sherry, your favorite method of self-care. Transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. First thing you, this might be the same answer. First thing you do to reconnect to yourself. It's not transcendental meditation. Um, It probably should be. (laughs) Hmm. I'll tell you the funnest part. My first cup of coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I really try to savor it. I, some days I really, I do. I'm like that. It's too. A, it really is a way to get to be in mm-hmm, your body. Mm-hmm. Like in the first morning, you got to come into your yeah. body. That first cup of coffee just is so wonderful. good to show compassion means to, it means to see others, see who they are, see others and in, in yourself, see others, see who they are, accept them for the very one they are flaws and all. And man, today in 2022, that is really Mm -hmm. hard. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I'm with you on that one. I feel most creative when I, when I take the time to center myself, when I do all the Mm self-care stuff, when I wake up and I stretch Mm -hmm. TM, uh, meditate, Mm -hmm. I mean, go for a walk, take my dog for a walk and then approach the artistry of the day or the monotony of the day. That's when it, that's when I have the best days. Lovely. Don't always Mm do it, but boy, when I do, it makes such a difference. And finally for you, Sherry, authenticity is. I think it's being true to yourself. We covered it a lot in the conversation. I mean, authenticity. You, you, others, I think, perceive it when they see it, Mm. even if they can't name it. In my path, when I wasn't as clear, confident, and vibrant, I would see other I would see other people occasionally, and there was something about their, they were all there. Mm. I think of my friend, I think of my friend, Marianne, and she was not a top executive. She was not a super mom. She was a mom. She was not someone who anyone could say from the outside was extraordinary. But she had something that I really wanted. And that was when she looked at you, she was really looking at you. As she stood, she she took up space, the space that was hers. It's hard to explain. It might be like, a. I think it's what um, people who are searching for enlightenment want. You're just all there and present in every moment, Mm -hmm. that's the ideal Mm -hmm. of authenticity. You know, we as humans, flawed humans, we, we work toward Mm -hmm. it as best we can. Mm -hmm. That was not, that was shorter than my longer answers, but but yeah, not a lightning. I know. 
But hopefully answer the question. Talking about authenticity is not is is not really a short question. So I I totally allow the space for that. So Sherry, thank you so much. I have such a huge smile on my face. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and um, share this space together. I appreciate you. And I thank you so much for all of the, the beautiful stories and your experiences that you shared with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This was a blast. I had a wonderful time talking with you. There you have it, my lovely conversation with Sherry. I want to thank her again for being my guest on the podcast. Such an enlightening and inspiring conversation. I think I really saw a lot of myself in Sherry's journey as well, and I hope that you were able to get something from that conversation too. Thank you again for being here with me today, my lovely listener. I'm so grateful that you showed up, that you allowed me into your space. Um, As always, please feel free to share the episode. Make sure that you are liking and subscribing. And I can't wait to be with you again soon. Until then, take care. 